Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. This is episode 365 with Gabriella Moran, work and life as an emerging professional in a time of uncertainty. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, FreshBooks, the cloud-based accounting software that makes running your small firm easy, fast, and secure. Spend less time on accounting and more time doing the work you love. Gusto, the easy online payroll and benefit service built for modern small businesses like ours. In other words, it's a people platform. And RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM specifications, and so much more, all for free. Thanks to FreshBooks and Gusto and RCAT for supporting Entree Architect and the Entree Architects community of small firm architects. Gabriella Moran, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. Let me let people know who you are. A California native, Gabriella Moran is the founder and owner of GM Design, a boutique design studio specializing in custom homes. She graduated from the Academy of Art University with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Interior Architecture and Design and holds a Master of Science in Green Building. Working on a national and global scale, her architectural portfolio spans from multi-unit master planning to multi-million dollar estate design. Gabriella is a mother, 
a wife and a soon-to-be architect as a candidate with the California Architects Board and Lead Green Associate. She's also a podcaster at the Beauty Form Function podcast, where she interviews architects, designers, and other building pros to share their contribution to building beauty, form, and function. Um, you can listen and subscribe at beautyformfunction.com. So I suggest that you go do that. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation, Gabriella. Um, we're going to just talk about life as an architect, as a startup architect, and trying to figure it all out here in this time of uh, COVID and pandemics and economy shifts and all the things that are happening with us all. Um, so, so in order to get to that story, I want to know where you've come from. I want you to go back to the beginning. Um, where did you discover architecture? What did what inspired you to pursue this profession of architecture? And then take us from there to where we are today. Okay, well, I was uh, born and raised down in Orange County and in California, and uh, my dad worked in the construction industry. So as a young girl, he would take me to job sites. Um, often he would travel, and so we would catch up sometimes when he would come back home on a weekend, and he would say, hey, come in, want to come and visit a job site with me over the weekend? Um, so he, he would. And I think one of the things he would always point out to me was like, hey, do you notice a lack of woman representation here on the job sites? And I said, well, you make it really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was probably the beginning. Um, then after I worked, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor in high school who supported me. Um, I think she found me to have some, she didn't know what kind of skills, but she said, hey, try out this ACE program. It was a uh, program for architecture construction engineering. Um, she also mentioned, you don't have enough girls in this uh, group, in this room uh, at the table. Do you, do you want to join? I mean, you have great, you have good grades, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, sure, sounds interesting. And, and I did um, enjoy math and science. Um, but also are not very publicly <laughs> at the time because of um, competitive nature of, you know, being great at literature and art and all the other academics. Um, so, so through that, through mentorship at school and my dad's, um, you know, through him, I then eventually said, um, okay, let, let's give this a chance. Um, of course, being in the architecture construction engineering group, I learned a lot. I was able to learn from professionals. And so I found that very interesting. So I thought um, my dad didn't want me to go to school, maybe in the East Coast uh, over the Duke, but I was adamant about studying liberal, liberal arts and really coming, kind of getting out of my shell and studying art because that was, that was something really I was interested. So I thought, wow, architecture, I think everybody says this so often, how architecture really does the has a way of bringing art and science together. And so right. I thought, what better way? Um, so I, that's when I went to San Francisco to the Academy of Art University. Um, and that's where I started into architecture and design. Um, this was before the architecture department had been accredited. So I thought I'll join the interior architecture program since it is accredited through the NAB, uh, NAB standards. Uh, yep. So that was that. I quickly, I went into, I was able to land a job at the San Francisco Design Center, um, but it, it was, and I thought that was a good opportunity for network. Um, thereafter, after college, it was at a showroom kind of geared towards sales, and I thought, no, I really want to do design. 
landed an internship in China. So I went out to China, um, worked there, and then and simultaneously to finishing my graduate school, eventually wanted to do a second master's program, but I said, okay, no, it's time to get to work. So I came back to Orange County, and that's where I landed my first um, legitimate architecture job at Markshire Architect. Uh, worked with them, great group, great group, taught me so much. Um, soon after, life began. I was married, became a mom, and uh, when I called back and I said, hey, Mark, I'm ready to come back to the office, um, he's like, hey, you know, actually, I'm, I'm trying to retire. So I said, okay, um, but I only that only became the beginning of something greater. Of course, through learning so much about architecture and planning, I thought I, I would hear a lot about multidiscipline with, you know, big firms like Gensler and all the other big firms that provided all the multidiscipline under one roof. And that's where the opportunity to join with RM came. And so, yes, a lot of exposures, long days, <laughs> everything that encompasses architecture. Um, but of course, little, I had, you know, like Mark, I had mentioned, you know, um, I'm in a marriage where it is 50-50 co-parenting. And so at that point I said, hey, I asked my husband, do you mind staying home? Because I really would like to go back to my career, um, to fulfilling my career. So he did. And that's why I was able to do the long days and long hours. Um, in the long term, I knew that wouldn't be sustainable. And so that's when I joined a smaller boutique sized firm. Uh, where we were all like-minded, we all were parents, and I knew that was the right fit, and, and it really was to this day. Um, I am so grateful that I had the opportunity to work with Chris Cottrell at Native Sun Design, just amazing group of people. Um, and soon after, he said, hey, Gabriella, I think you could do it. I think you run a project from here on out. And I said, oh, dear. Um, and he actually, he's the reason that it's kind of pushed me forward to start this practice on my own. He said, here's a client. Um, let's get, you know, go ahead and, uh, what is it? Hang your own shingle. <laughs> um, and so th that's really how it happened. Um, so six months in, I started GM design and, uh, I, I received an email from my husband's boss um, and he's just like hey Gabriella there's a really great firm prestigious firm high-end residential you know all the stuff that we work on uh, that is looking for a talented person and you know we think you'd be a good fit got a phone call was provided with a, an opportunity that I, I didn't want to dismiss it was almost too difficult to dismiss um, and so I took it six months later COVID-19 you know becomes a reality and that's where I'm, I kind of am today. So through all that, you know, through, through, through all this, I'm here today and I continue to work more for supporting other architects, not so much uh, homeowners and investors like I originally did, um, but here I am. Right, so the first time you launched the firm, you had a very specific clientele that you were working with? Yes, it was most, it was only, um, it was only homeowners and investors. And um, you were, and at that time you weren't licensed. So you were working with other architects in collaboration to, to do that work, right? No, I was able to do custom home designs on my okay, own. Okay. Got it. Understood. Yes. All right. So and, you and so I would collaborate with structure engineers for bigger retrofits. Got but it. for the smaller things, I would be able to tackle that on my okay. own. Okay. And then, the, and then the other prestigious firm 
came knocking. Good, yes. good offer, good package, good benefits. They're like, oh, Absolutely. I can't not do this. So you give it a shot. And then right. COVID-19 shows up. And so what happened? Were you laid off? Did they did they downsize? No, um, I actually asked to step down because the work, um, I have a young daughter and her, her school shut down. And so being stay-at-home mom or, or being an in-house teacher, wife, I mean, everything. And then, I mean, through all that came this podcast too, because I was a bit stifled, I thought. And how am I really going to connect? Um, it, it's kind of interesting because we, we're in the Tri-County. I'm, I'm in the uh, west coast of California. We're very close to Santa Barbara, Montecito. And then there's this, I, I hate to call it a shadow city, but we are the commuter city. Um, we're Ventura, where a lot of us commute to Santa Barbara, Montecito, to the places where the better paying jobs are. Um, and, so, and so that's where I am today. And this is where I live and work. <laughs> um, so, and that's, that's why I wanted to have this conversation because we're in a situation where a lot of architects right now are in a very similar place that you are, right? So you know, COVID-19, the pandemic showed up, the whole world turned upside down. The whole world literally stopped for a month, two months, right? We just stopped everything. Um, now we're sort of coming out of that. This is in late July. We're recording this uh, we're starting to come out of that that sort of lockdown. We're trying to figure out how this new world works, right? Because the, the old world is gone, right? We're not going back to that old world. The new world is here. Uh, and we're all trying to figure out how we sort of transition back into this while the pandemic is still active, right? It's not, from, from my point of view, hasn't really gotten any better. We've just learned how to manage it and how to deal with it and how to start living with it. Um, and I think many of us, small firm architects, the community of Entree Architects here, uh, we're all in that position. We're all in a place where the world has shifted, our personal lives have changed, our business lives have changed. Um, we're trying to figure it all out. Many of us are in a situation like you, Gabriella, where uh, you had to come home, right? Because your child is home and your husband is home and they're, you have to lock down, first of all, right? You're being forced to lock down. Um, and you, you you need to be a teacher. You need to be a mom. You need to be a husband. You need to be an architect. You need to be a, you know, a business owner. You're doing all this stuff, and now we're sort of, you're you're forced to do this startup again, right? You're forced to go back to the firm that you gave up in order for this prestigious position to, to be around, um, and now you're back home. And so, now what do we do, right? We will return to our conversation after this quick break to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, FreshBooks, Gusto, and Arcat. There's a lot to love about being an entrepreneur architect, but trying to figure out our financials on our own? No, it's not one of them. Luckily, there's FreshBooks, the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for businesses like ours. FreshBooks takes all the not-so-fun parts of running a business, from building and tracking invoices to organizing expenses to managing online payments, takes all of that and automates it and simplifies it, saving you up to 11 hours a week in the process. FreshBooks has your back at tax time, too. With a ton of reports to choose from, you'll know exactly where your business stands, and you can easily hand the keys off to your accountant so they can take over when it's time to reconcile everything 
for the year. So try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. No credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that you came from Entree Architect. That's freshbooks.com slash architect and let them know that you're a member of the Entree Architect community. Running an architecture business is hard. Endless to-do lists, employees to take care of, and your ever-present bottom line. So first of all, kudos to you for staying on top of all of it. And as a listener of the Entree Architect podcast, by now you already know about our friends at Gusto. Gusto built an easier and more affordable way to manage payroll, benefits, and more. They help over 100,000 businesses with tasks like automated payroll tax filing, simple direct deposits, free health insurance administration, 401ks, onboarding tools. You name it, Gusto made it easy. And they really care about the small business owners they work with. Their support team is attentive and helpful. And since money can be tight right now, you'll even get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash architect and start setting up your business today. And you'll see what I mean when I say easy. Again, that's three months of free payroll at gusto.com slash architect. You're going to love Gusto. Get started today at gusto.com slash architect. We are well underway here in 2021 and still no word from most trade shows. We can't wait around for news on which event is proceeding, which is postponed again, and which are canceled. We still need our continuing education credits. And let's not wait until December like we did last year. Let's start planning right now. How are we going to get our 2021 continuing education credits? Our friends at RCAT can help. Along with manufacturer product information, specifications, CAD and BIM, all free by the way, RCAT also provides a list of over 150 manufacturers with accredited continuing education courses. Start earning those credits today at RCAT.com CES. It's another free resource RCAT provides to make your life easier. Free continuing education credits. Available now at RCAT.com CES. That's RCAT.com CES. E-S. FreshBooks, Gusto, and RCAT. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So now you you go back to the firm that you launched, that you put on hold, um, and, and start all over again. And so where are you now in that in that timeline. So you're, we're, we're in July. So you launched, came back in May, right? Is that, is that right? So May, yes. you're, you're back in, so a few months ago, um, refocused your life uh, on this new way, trying to figure it out. Um, where are you now in terms of the practice? Because you said you're doing a different type of work now than you were when you first launched it. What are you doing now? Right. I'm consulting um, much more for architects and interior designers so being on a support team for them, doing a lot of the drawing. Um, yeah, it, it is quite a challenge because I think at my best uh, before joining a firm again, 
we were a group of five where we had drafters, we have renders, we have someone doing the marketing. So that was really exciting. Um, and to have to say goodbye to them because I had found an opportunity, um, that was really difficult for one. And now, luckily enough, they came back. They said, hey, if you need the help, we're here to help you. Um, so that's been really great because, and I think that speaks a lot of, of how we've always practiced of always caring and community and commitment. So, um, I think at the end of the day, they must've been treated well for them to come back. So that makes me happy. Um, and and two, well, yeah. So I'm now I'm really that support system for other interior designers and architects. Yeah. That's where I am today. And so, so that you're, are you doing that as part of the plan? Is that sort of the plan to sort of have GM design built into this? Or is that a stopgap that is in response to where we are today with the pandemic and, and the situation that you find yourself in? Well, I think it's almost both because it might have not been originally part of the plan, but I am never... I can't say, oh, I'm too good to be drawing again. No, are you kidding me? I'm only practicing my, I'm only doing what I love, right? And uh, being able to be of service and support to others, great. I'd love to do that too. Um, so I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. I would rather be, I think that, yes, I, I would rather be working directly with my clients and serving them and really getting understanding, having those really deep, thoughtful conversations. Um, but that's okay because if someone else is taking the lead, at least I'm part of that process to help serve. Yeah. And at the end of the day, so long as we're doing our best to do that and the client's happy, we're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, have, you have many, 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 many years ahead. You're a young architect, you're a startup architect. Um, there is plenty of time to build out that firm and and do the work that you dream of doing someday. Um, Absolutely. And at this moment in time, it is a perfect opportunity to be able to support other architects and have the work, right? Because the other these other firms that are more established have have work, right? They have clients, they have uh, a pipeline, and so for you to be able to be in a position to be able to build out a service for those clients. Um, of architects and interior designers uh, is a great opportunity, right? Because you can you can continue to do that work. You continue to, to do the things that you need to do at home. Um, you can build out the systems that you will eventually use for your own firm when you when you start working with other clients again. Um, it'll be you'll I I believe now being 50 years old, having been in a position of starting my own firm, looking back because I launched my firm the same way. I launched my firm, I called it um, the Construction Documents Company. And when I transitioned from um, a, far, a firm that I worked for, before I started Five Cat Studio with my wife, who's also an architect, there was a transition between that. There was a transition of serving other architects in the, in the region. And I started a company called Construction Documents Company with the intent of building out a service to help other architects do what they do. I went in, did existing conditions was sort of my specialty. I would go in and I'd measure buildings and document them in CAD and get them ready for them to start using in schematic design. And then also at the other end, I would do construction documents for them. And I built out a whole system and built out the processes for it and with the intent that someday I would just close it up when I'm ready to do my architecture firm. 
Um, and it's a great way to launch. Uh, and it's a great way to have that transition. It was a very different time. We didn't have COVID at the time, right? It was, it was just my way of transitioning from having a firm to, to having, um, from working for a firm to having my own firm, um, not yet licensed, right? So I didn't have that, that, um, uh, that luxury of being able to practice in New York. I would have to have a license even for residential work. But my wife was the first to get licensed. And so as soon as she was licensed, then I could start transitioning from construction documents company to the new architecture studio where I supported her, right? And started right. building out the, the firm that way. And then just once I was licensed, we went for it and, mm -hmm. and built it out to a, to a full firm. But, but what I see now as, an, as a more experienced architect, looking back at that time, I was frustrated because I wanted to get to where I wanted to go. Right, I wanted it to be what I wanted it to be. I had, I was a big dreamer, I had big, you know, big plans, and I just wanted to get there. But now, looking back, it needed to be what it needed to be in order to get to me to where I am today. Exactly, um, and, you're absolutely uh, right. And so that's why I really appreciate you sharing your story, uh, because I think there are a lot of uh, ar many, many architects in two different camps. One, startup architects, right? And there's a lot of startup architects, and in the next couple of months, there's going to be a lot more. Right, because that there are going to be a lot of layoffs, and a lot of when that happens in the architecture profession, a lot of new startups happen, right? Because they right. had a necessity. If you go back to a lot of the most successful architecture firms today, were launched in 2008, when the last mm -hmm. recession happened, they were forced right. to, to to leave, they were laid off, and they're like, oh, well, I have to feed my kids. I'm going to start my own firm, <laughs> um, and that's starting to happen now, um, and so to to hear your story. Um, so that's one side, startup architects. But then the other side is this situation that we're in, uh, where, where we need to be in this position. Um, and I think if we look at it in terms of an opportunity, right, that in the future we'll look back and say, wow, that's what got me to where I am today, right? That if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I am today. It would be somewhere else. And it may not be a bad place somewhere else. Might be a good place too. Um, but if, if we look at the opportunities that are given to us now, um, and, and there are many opportunities. One is to support other architects, uh, but also for architecture firms, there are new services that we can provide as architects because of this new world that we're living in. Um, right. And so I think that, that it's much about mindset. It's much about, um, and you are very, because you and I talked offline before we hit record, super positive, right? <laughs> Super, super grateful, right? And, Absolutely. And, which I love. I, I connect with that. I resonate with that because that's how I feel as well. Very um, appreciative and very grateful for the life that I have. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I appreciate you for sharing that story and the difficulties that you're, you're dealing with. Um, so what's the, what's the plan? What's the plan from here? You know, now you're working with, other architects and supporting them, um, raising your, your daughter, being a wife, launching this firm. Do you have uh, a plan for three years from now and where you want to go? Do you imagine you, you would go back to another prestigious firm or GM is it? I'm focused on GM and how do I grow it into the plan that I want it to be? Well, you know, like, um, like I mentioned to you, so the firm has called me back and said, hey, uh, hey, do you want to continue to support us um, even on a contract base? And 
yes, I do have established goals, but I also don't limit, I almost don't want to limit myself to only my goals. I want to stay flexible and open-minded because we don't know where our careers are going to take us. Who knows? Maybe in five years, I'll be in finance (laughs) because it's just so interesting. There is so much to learn. And I mean, this might be like an overrated thing. There's just so much, especially with like designers and artists and architects, there's so much influence and inspiration everywhere. We just find it. Um, and, and not to say, oh, sure, I might be somewhere else in a different career because I just want to give up because it's so difficult. No, not at all. But because there might be a better opportunity. And, and what a better opportunity to me is might be something different to somebody else. And so for now, I want to continue building those relationships, building the connections, yeah. educating myself, making myself the expert. And establishing myself as a professional, um, so long as I do good work and become a person of integrity, that's going to go, that's going to take me much farther any route I take. And so I think that's the, that's the goal, regardless of whether if it's three years or 10 years, it's just be the best person you can possibly be. (laughs) And you don't have to do, I I mean, sure, there's going to be days off. You know, there's going to be days where you just need to drink tea all day. Okay, so be it. Take the day off. But, you know, when you get back up, just be there. Be present. Uh, just be wholeheartedly there. I think yeah. that's that's really the reality for me. Um, and as of today, I I will continue practicing my work because I love it so much. Because there's a day without architect. Gosh, I don't know what a day without architecture is like for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's really because I, I'm just in love with that. Yeah. I, what you just said about being being present and being here. Um, I think that's right. really important right now. I mean, it's always important, right? And, and yes. it's a big piece, especially with architects. We're always dreaming about the future. Um, goodness, yes. and, and I have for my whole life, I've lived in the future, you know, and, right. and I look back at, at some of that and I've, Looking back, I think I did too much of that, right? That I didn't live enough in the future. I mean, enough in the present. And today I'm much more focused on that, right? I'm I'm much more focused on experiencing life around me and being present Mm -hmm. for my family, being present for myself, experiencing now, right? Even when things may not be going the way I want them to go, experiencing them now. um, That's much easier now with, with, with experience and looking back and saying, oh, well, if I just stay focused on what I wanted to do, I would get to where I want to go. Um, but I often su- I suggest to architects at all levels to have a plan, right? To have that three or four or five year goal and say, okay, that's where I want to go today, right now in this world. This is, if I imagine myself in three to five years, where do I want my life to look like? Um, but then also be very flexible in the process of, of pursuing that plan. Right. Once you once you've set that plan, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay focused on the plan. You're not committed to it for the rest of your life. It's just a plan. It's just it's just this is where I want to go. Right. I can't get to California where you are from North Carolina if I don't have a map on how to get there. If I don't know which direction to start moving into. Right. So that plan gives you that direction. But there are opportunities to come along. Life changes as we're abundantly aware of right now right right? life changes and with those changes come opportunities but what the plan allows you to do is allows you to evaluate those opportunities right rather than just chasing the shiny object you can look at your plan and say do i want to stay focused on the plan and keep moving in that direction or 
is this other opportunity really worth abandoning that plan and focusing on this new plan and shifting the plan, rewriting right. the plan, adjusting the plan and saying, okay, this is where I want to go. And you see that in startups all the time where they pivot, right? They've, they've gone all in on one idea. They've spent millions of dollars on this one idea. It didn't really work out the way they had thought. Or this new opportunity has come out of what they've built in that startup, and now they've shifted to a different, and they pivot, right? They move to a different idea, totally different idea. Many of the, the biggest social media names we know started completely different businesses and then shifted to this other thing that became this giant thing. So if they built, they had a plan. They definitely had a plan. They would have never been funded without a plan. And so they had a plan, but then they had an opportunity, and they can, uh, they can evaluate that plan and decide whether we should shift or whether we stay focused on the plan. Right? And, that's, and um, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that because I think at this moment, where today in July, but even when this comes out later, um, many of us are going to be in that position of not knowing not knowing where we're going or how we're going to get there. And I, and I think that having that, that uh, looking, looking into the future, whatever that future may look like, um, but then also being, don't, so many people uh, reject the idea of writing the plan because they want to stay flexible. Right? They want to mm. just do what they do and see where it goes. Um, but I don't think you ever get to where you want to go if you don't have a destination of where you ultimately want to go. Absolutely. Um, so it's 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 inspiring to hear where you are at this moment, um, because I'm looking forward to seeing where you are in six months or a year from now. Uh, Me too. And, and how <laughs> and how where you are now has affected that, right? When you can right. when you can go look back and connect the dots on where you are a year from now, um, yes. it'll be a very interesting story, and it'll be interesting for you to come back and listen to this episode and say. Look at where I was in July and, and look where I am now. I look forward to that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. everything ahead of that. I mean. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Gabriella, thank you for sharing that. Um, before we wrap up, I want to ask you the one question that I ask everybody. Uh, what is one thing a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? I think the one thing that we can all do more of is care care for our communities, care for our environment, care for our clients, for their needs, not for our, our, that pretty picture that is going to be on our website, but care about how they live, care about their needs. If we all just care about one another more, I don't know, I, I think, I mean, it, it starts with us. Just care, just care a little bit more. I 100% wholeheartedly agree with you that 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 is probably the number one thing we can do as human beings yeah. right now is to care for one another exactly. to just look for those opportunities to love one another absolutely um, and I think that is a, 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 a great uh, piece of advice for us to just stay focused and look for those opportunities to care for one right. another be, be make it intentional as part of your life who did I care for today exactly um, it's it's important uh, her name is Gabriella Moran. You can learn more about her at gmdesign.house and go subscribe right now to the podcast. She's having some great conversations over there. Beautyformfunction.com. We'll have links to that all on the show notes. So you can just go to the show notes for this episode and click the links. 
Uh, Gabriella, thank you. Thank you for coming here and having this conversation, for being so honest and transparent about what's going on in your life right now. Um, I think that you'll have inspired and motivated many who are listening right now. Uh, and I appreciate you for doing that. And I thank you for sharing your knowledge here at Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. You've been listening to episode 365 with Gabriella Moran. If you'd like to access the show notes for this one or share this episode with a friend, the link is entrearchitect.com slash episode 365. Please share that link. That's the way we grow. That's the way we get the word out about what we're doing here at Entree Architect. We get the word out through the podcast and then people come into the podcast, listen to the podcast, and then they find out about everything else that we're doing for small firm architects throughout the world. So share this episode and we will help each other grow. EntreeArchitect.com slash episode 365. Entree Architect is proud to be a partner with the largest, most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet, Gable Media. Have you been there yet? GableMedia.com. There's a whole bunch of podcasts there waiting for you. We are curating thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Have you subscribed to the new Entree Architect podcast? Yes, a new Entree Architect podcast. We have this podcast, Entree Architect podcast. We have Build Your Brand podcast with Jeff Eccles. Season two is coming soon. We're building that right now. And we have a new third Entree Architect podcast. It's called Context and Clarity. And it's hosted by my friends, Jeff Eccles and Catherine McPhail. It's a short daily podcast where each week, Jeff shares his thoughts on one single topic focused on the business of architecture. And then he invites you to a live discussion on that same day at 4 p.m. Eastern time to unwrap that topic with the members of the Entree Architect community. It's a really short episode between five and 10 minutes every day. And then on Thursdays, every Thursday at 4 p.m., Jeff and Catherine pull the discussion out of the private Facebook group and into a live simulcast video episode shared on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch. It's everywhere, it's live. And at that live session, Jeff and Catherine invite a special guest to, to join them in that discussion. Last week, Seth Godin. Yeah, the Seth Godin joined them. And the week before, Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First. We have great, great guests lined up for this show coming soon. So context and clarity, it's growing and its only mission is to help you. That's the intent. That's the mission is to help you, the small firm entree architect, succeed, right? We want to help you find clarity in this, this time of chaos, this time of uncertainty, context and clarity. It's growing. It's coming for you. The easiest way to be part of the Context and Clarity crew is to subscribe to the podcast. That is where you can find everything. Jeff's there every day, shares all the information about the Thursday call, and there's a re replay of the Thursday call on Monday afternoon. So all you need to do is subscribe to the show. EntreeArchitect.com slash context and clarity, all spelled out. EntreeArchitect.com slash context and clarity and that will get you subscribed. You can click the subscribe button there and then you'll be part of the Context and Clarity crew and you'll be able to follow everything. Jeff and Catherine are doing a great job with that and you don't wanna miss it. You can listen and subscribe to Context and Clarity and all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com, G-A-B-L media.com. 
And don't forget to check out Entree Architect Academy membership. It's built for you, small firm architects, ready to edit business resources, live monthly webinar training, a supportive architect community. Yeah, it's all there. And now Simple Systems too. Our new business system program developed for you, small firm entrepreneur architects. It's all there waiting for you at Entree Architect Academy membership. Join right now at entrearchitect.com slash join. Go there, check it out, see what we have to offer, see what it looks like. And it has a 30 day money back guarantee. You can join, you can check out everything that we're doing there, look at the resources, join a live monthly training. If it's not for you, you just email us, we'll send you back your money. We want you to join us, so come and join us. entrearchitect.com slash join. Be well, my friends. Be happy, be healthy, safe, and secure. Thank you for listening. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it guys. Oh my One that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. 
there is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.